It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Monday, September 19th. We're talking Pirates baseball once again with our Pirates reporter, Adam Barry. Adam, uh, we kick things off with you this week, so uh, thank you for the time. And I want to go back to uh, to Thursday nights and what was easily the most entertaining story for the Pirates uh, all week long, the 15-2 demolition of the Phillies uh, in Philadelphia. But the bigger story outside of that was that uh, when we had last spoken on our most recent podcast, uh, you kind of signed off by saying, hey, Guess who's here? It's a, it's AJ Burnett. He just kind of popped out of nowhere. He he showed up at the ballpark, and there's a bigger story involving him and Andrew McCutcheon, which we'll get to. But as far as uh, your interaction, your discussion with AJ Burnett, uh, how did that go? And what is what is AJ Burnett doing these days? Yeah, if I sounded a little distracted on last week's podcast, it was because about midway through, I looked down behind the batting cage at, at Citizens Bank Park and. There's a kind of familiar-looking tattooed gentleman with a mohawk, and, hey, that's A.J. Burnett. And I was trying to find my way down to the field while we were speaking because, sure enough, A.J. Burnett had brought one of his sons and a couple of his friends up from Maryland to Philadelphia to, to catch up with the Pirates. You know, he obviously had a very close connection to the team in the city. You know, uh, he pitched his last season with the Pirates last year. He was around for sort of the big turnaround uh, for the franchise. means a lot to the city, means a lot to the team, and, you know, still in pretty good contact with the guys who uh, who are on the club. So he just wanted to come by, uh, check in on everybody. Uh, it's just really good to see him. He's such a sort of a veteran presence. You know, he has such a – he still, even now, kind of has that alpha male leadership vibe about him. You know, he would he walked into the trainer's room, and his joke was always that the trainers weren't around. And sure enough, that was the case when he came in Thursday. So it's like some things that never really changed with A.J. Burnett and the Pirates. But – you know, he's still keeping up with the team. He's definitely enjoying retirement. Uh, we got that sense from him. He's, uh, you know, pitching at his kids' high school baseball practices. He's getting work done around the house. It's the first summer that he's had to himself in about 25 years, not following his own baseball schedule. So he's pretty clearly enjoying it. He got his career strikeout total tattooed across his knuckles, which <laughs> is a pretty good indication that, no, he's not going to try to make a comeback at age 40. Um but he still follows the Pirates. He gave a great plug for the MLB at bat app. He said he follows the Pirates, gets the notifications uh, about them, and then he still follows some former teammates like Pedro Alvarez and Neil Walker. Um, but for the most part, he's, he's unplugged. That was the first time he'd been out to a major league park since he retired. But it's definitely really good to see him. I think the team enjoyed catching up with him. And, Adam, you talked about uh, the tattoos. And, you know, most guys, it's a it's a scenario where they have tattoos on their skin. I believe with him – he has patches of skin between tattoos. I mean, he is completely <laughs> inked, it seems, from from his wrists to his to his shoulders. And I don't recall him being quite this inked uh, during his playing days, especially not when he was a member of the Yankees and their world title team in 2009 because the Yankees obviously have their, their codes and their things you can and can't do. But 
has have most of these tattoos come uh, post playing career or maybe just in the last couple years that he spent with the Pirates? No, he definitely had them in Pittsburgh. I think he picked them up kind of along the way. You know, as he got a little bit older, he's got some stuff. You know, like for his for his kids. I'm sure there's some Batman ink on there somewhere. He is a noted fan of the Dark Knight. Um, that was his giveaway gift, his, uh, his going away gift actually last season. He got sort of like a Batmobile motorcycle type thing from the Pirates. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely inked up. It was, it was funny when somebody asked him about coming back with the, the tattoos across his knuckles, the strikeout total, and he said he was, making a, he was making a joke to the tattoo artist about putting a plus sign on his thumb so he could extend it to his other <laughs> wrist. It's pretty funny. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, always good to see him, and it sounds like that he's one of these guys, like you said, this uh, alpha male presence that, uh, you know, people kind of gravitate towards him, and that mm-hmm. obviously has not changed in his uh, post-playing career. Now, uh, the other big story regarding him is that I'm sure most Pirates fans are aware by now, but if they're not for some reason, prior to the game uh, Thursday night when AJ showed up, at the ballpark, um, Andrew McCutcheon told him, I think unsolicited, that, hey, AJ, guess what? Good to see you. I'm going to hit two home runs tonight. And he does just that. Remarkable story, especially considering that this has obviously not been McCutcheon's uh, best year at the plate. And to make that bold of a statement to, to a guy that he knows very well, uh, you know, it's, it's just a great story. McCutcheon does hit two home runs. So my question becomes, are Pirates fans now upset that, AJ hasn't shown up to every Pirates game this year because had he done that, we might be looking at 250 plus homers for McCutcheon <laughs> this year. I'm guessing. Yeah, I had no idea it was that easy. I yeah, guess right? Burnett. The, the way I understand the story went down, according to McCutcheon, is that Burnett showed up, and I noticed McCutcheon spent a lot of time talking to him behind the cage before the game, and I guess Burnett just said, "Hey, give me two homers," and McCutcheon said, "All right." And so <laughs> then he went out and he hit two home runs, but. It was funny. There's a great video and I think a GIF on, online of you can see McCutcheon running the bases after the second one, and he pointed up at Burnett in the suite, and Burnett's just going crazy. Um, he was in the broadcast booth for the, the first home run McCutcheon hit, and you can hear him kind of very quietly go, all right, now he owes me one more. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just kind of a really neat sort of story to see those two guys uh, you know, talking about it, having a good time. and. Obviously, it turned out to be a good game for McCutcheon as well. Yeah, it sure did. Good uh, good game for the Pirates all around as they demolished the Phils 15-2. Uh, to two. And I think my favorite part about that whole exchange was not uh, either one of the two home runs, but in the ninth inning when the Pirates were really pouring it on, McCutcheon was up again, a chance for his third home run. He had an RBI single, and they pan up to uh, where A.J.'s sitting with his kids, and he kind of waves it off and rolls his eye and said, oh, big deal, single. You know, who cares? So. Right. That part of it I really enjoyed. Uh, and to, to kind of wrap up the, the A.J. Burnett segment of this podcast, uh, do you envision perhaps, maybe not not now or even in the near future, but someday, would he be a guy that the Pirates uh, reach out to, to to join the organization in some coaching capacity, some mentor capacity? Because, again, as you said, he's so respected and so revered by so many of the guys on this team, and obviously there's still a closeness there. Can you see that happening one day perhaps? I think they would be interested, and I think, you know, we asked Burnett about it. I think he likes sort of the, the mentoring idea a little bit more than coaching. I mean, coaching is essentially just as demanding, maybe if not more so, in terms of scheduling than, than playing is. And, you know, Burnett already spent most of his life in professional baseball kind of dealing with that schedule. Uh, you know, he obviously made plenty of money throughout his career, so it's not really a necessity that he would have to, to get back out there. Uh, but he definitely misses the game. You know, I asked him that, and he said he misses it every day. You know, being out and kind of being a part of that team feeling. 
Uh, I don't necessarily see him getting in any sort of full-time coaching capacity, especially while his kids are still young. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to try to, you know, stay connected to the game somehow as the years go on. Yeah, and that would be great to see, uh, not just for him, but for the Pirates too. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe one day he is officially brought back into the fold. But as you pointed out, uh, you know, the – the time commitment and the grind of being a professional athlete, especially at the major league level, it's tough. And uh, when you get away from that for a year or two, it's nice to kind of take a deep breath and just live your life and be around your kids and be quote unquote normal. Uh, we'll see, you know, if that kind of wears off in a couple of years and he wants to get back in the game. But for now, it certainly sounds like AJ Burnett is certainly having fun in uh, post-retirement life. Uh, that is for sure. And uh, Adam, as you wrote to you regarding uh, kind of the team's mindset, Overall, it's, you know, mathematically, are they still in it? Yes. Realistically, are they? Now, that might be a different answer. But it seems like the attitude permeating through the team from, you know, from management to coaches to the players on down is that, you know what, nothing changes. We're going to go out there every day. We're going to play our hearts out. And we're going to act as if we're, you know, a half game, a game out of a wild card spot when that clearly is not the case. And I just think that that speaks to the overall professionalism and mentality not just this season with the Pirates but in the last couple years where they have been a playoff team and it's nice to see that you know whereas other teams can easily pack it in the Pirates are certainly not doing that they're going to fight to the bitter end until there is an E uh, in that elimination column they're going to go out there every day and just play the hearts out yeah and I, I think Neil Huntington the general manager described it as improbable but not impossible so they're going to kind of balance that while also you know, looking what's in the best short-term and long-term uh, interest of the players, and so many of them are going to be around next season. You know, this is not a team that's going to be broken up after this year by any means. Um, and, you know, there are guys in the clubhouse who have been part of pretty remarkable comebacks uh, from even more uh, bizarre circumstances uh, in the past. Clint Hurdle with those 2007 Rockies, uh, Sean Rodriguez is on the 2011 Rays, and David Freeze, as we all know, is on the 2011 Cardinals, who made uh, one of the more impressive uh, September comebacks in addition to that crazy World Series run. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to play it out. They're, uh, you know, all professionals. They respect the game. And, you know, if their their thought is just if something goes, you know, terribly wrong above them in the standings and somehow the, they find themselves within three games of the Cardinals, you know, the last weekend of the season, you know, they would have a chance. So, you know, until you are officially mathematically eliminated, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, to give up on the season when that was your goal from day one was to make the playoffs. And, you know, some people talk about, you know, why don't you play the kids? Why don't you send in more prospects? And the reality of the situation is that they kind of already are. You know, you, you look at the rotation and it's rookies and Jamison Tyone, Chad Cool, Stephen Brault, uh, Trevor Williams, uh, Adam Frazier is a rookie. He's playing every day. Josh Bell is a rookie. He's playing pretty much every day at first base or right field. So, you know, people talk about looking forward and, you know, playing with an eye on 2017, and they've essentially been doing that all season while still trying to contend this year. So uh, that was one thing uh, Huntington also said, is that, you know, when the day comes that they are mathematically eliminated, they're not going to make a ton of wholesale changes. You might see, like, Tyler Glasnow move from the bullpen into the rotation, but that's, that's really the only uh, prospect who's being blocked by, you know, a veteran who's not going to be around next season. Yeah, good point. And, uh, Adam, to wrap up here briefly, uh, I believe last week uh, Jung Ogong was the NL Player of the Week. And what do you think the odds are the Pirates make it uh, two weeks in a row? Because Sean Rodriguez had as hot, if not a hotter week this past week, than Gong did two weeks ago. 
Yeah, really kind of an impressive ending for Rodriguez to what has overall been the best offensive season of his career. He had five homers. He had 414 OPS starts with a 1.3, which is always a good sign. Uh, you know, typically the mark of a pretty good week. So I'd, I'd say the odds are, are maybe not great because, you know, the rest of the league, some guys had some pretty good weeks. But Rodriguez put together a really impressive run there, and it came at a pretty good time for him as a pending free agent and also for the Pirates considering he's basically taking over for Josh Harrison, who's done and injured for the rest of the year. And I think it's just a, a good thing for Rodriguez. He made a lot of changes offensively this year, really you know, made that a focal point uh, in the offseason considering he had kind of a down year uh, last year. And now he's going to be heading into free agency, coming off of a really impressive season and still being capable of playing really seven positions defensively. So he's potentially set himself up for a decent little offseason while helping the Pirates uh, kind of stay afloat in September. And I'm sure his agent is thrilled that he's not only having a hot streak, but having a hot streak right now, as you said, going into uh, the end of his contract. And we'll see what happens with him in the offseason. We'll see what happens uh, with the Pirates the rest of the 2016 regular season. Adam Barry, good place to wrap this one up. Our thanks to you as always. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.